Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you're tuned in to the Lone Officer Podcast with me, JC, and, oh, I messed that part. It's Yeah, it's difficult when you do it in reverse. Dio, you're here. Congratulations. I, I'm here. Congratulations. You did a fantastic job all the way up until the part that you didn't know how to introduce it's, me. Because it's, like, it's backwards, so it's like looking in a mirror and trying to comb your hair. Yeah. Yeah. Nice haircut, by the way. You know, I tried just for this because I knew I'd be interviewing you for today's episode. So you sit back, let me drive, and hopefully I don't drive this into the ground. All right, perfect. Do you cut your own hair? No, uh, my wife does. Okay. Is that evident? Well, she needs to edge out a little bit better up front. It's no, it's, just, it's, it's no, it's going, you know, it just grows like that, man. Oh, does I, it? I mean. Hey, at least you have hair that grows. <laughs> Not I, for much longer. Yeah, I can't say that. <laughs> Not for much longer. <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, what's up, John? Uh, thanks for having me on the Loan Officer Podcast. Yeah, so today we're going to switch things up. Um, we thought for episode 61, which I believe this episode is, uh, we're going to interview you, Dio. You've done such a great job at interviewing others and doing all the talking that we thought it would be a great idea for me, JC, to interview you, Dio, about this experience, about launching your own podcast. Well, look, at we have branded gear here from a fan look that we that get to talk about. Look at branded gear. Branded gear, don't worry, I'll... I'll do overlay we, the photos now. Do we give a shout out now? I think we should give a shout out. Cause cause this young lady's store can be found on Etsy. Okay. Bracelets by K Ray. Bracelets by K Ray. You'll see the lower third appear right here as I'm pointing to it. Yeah. Go go on Etsy okay. and check out Bracelets by K Ray. She made these for us. One says two DO, one says to Coleman. That's awesome. Yeah, and I think those are our colors, right? Yes, it is. Look at she got the branding, everything, the font, the colors. Look at that. Yeah, I wanted to wear it, but you won't let me take it I, out of the package. It's something called dead stock, and it loses its value as soon as you open it. These are one of two. Literally, these are the only two that exist in the world. And once you open the packaging, it just, you know, it's like a sneakerhead thing. Are you a sneakerhead? I used to be, but now I'm more fiscally responsible after listening to the Loan Officer podcast. Beautiful. All right, so hey. Let's do this. Yeah. I think this will be fun. I think it'll be. I haven't sat in the interviewee chair. I know. So I shoot away. Anything's okay. game. Okay. I, I've taken some notes here. I've tried to, you know, prepare myself as best as possible. So, Dio, when you hired me, let's say back in January, you had uh, uh, this dream of launching your own podcast. Uh, can you tell the listeners and the folks watching kind of what inspired you to actually launch the Loan Officer podcast and uh, kind of what gives you inspiration behind it? Okay. So... I never dreamt necessarily about a podcast. Okay. Okay. I Now, a long, long, long time ago, like in the third or fourth grade, mm -hmm. I won a poetry contest where my poem was about being a sports commentator. Okay. So I once, when I was 10 years old, thought about being a sports commentator. Then at about age 22, I worked with this gentleman by the name of JT Jones. And JT was an account executive and I was his assistant. And he used to call me the dream after Dusty Rhodes, the, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the American dream. Yeah. And I used to call him Bominicious, okay. which is an inside joke because he goes by his initials, JT. Uh, and we were going to have like a radio show and it was Bominicious in the dream. Okay. Then my friend and next door neighbor, Andrew Warner and I, one night, probably after several cocktails, thought, how cool would it be if we had our own radio show? And mm -hmm. at this point, like, it went from you're going to be a sportscaster to you're going to be on terrestrial radio. That was me and JT. Mm -hmm. To now, Andrew and I are living in a world where you have, um, uh, what's the what's Stern on? Well, what's that radio called? Sirius. Oh, yeah, Sirius. Yeah, yeah, yeah XM, Sirius XM and, radio. and XM radio. So we're going to have our own XM because our show was called What the 
radio. Nice. And on what the radio, you got to talk about whatever the you wanted to, whenever the you wanted to. Four beeps. Yeah, there's four <laughs> beeps right there. I just made Coleman shout that much harder. Um, then you fast forward, fast forward even some more. And in my career, in my, my job at Waterstone Mortgage, I do a lot of client interfacing mm -hmm. and I also do a lot of interfacing with sales professionals. Mm -hmm. And it got to a point to where clients would ask me, hey, do you have like a catalog of videos you could send my way? I would love to watch a video on that. And I'm like, mm. no, I don't have a catalog of videos. Or loan officers that were maybe newer to the business and I was coaching them or mentoring them would stop me, slow me down, get their phone out mm. and say, hey, Dio, can I record you? Mm. Because you talk really fast, you're not slowing down and I can't take <laughs> notes this quick. True story. So then I'm like, okay, this person wants me to catalog clients. These people are recording me. Mm -hmm. How do we make videos and make those videos available? Mm -hmm. Oh, well, here we are, 2019, 2020, going to 2021. Podcasting's all the rage. It's what all the cool kids are doing. Let's podcast. Okay. So we called it the Loan Officer Podcast because, well, that is who I am at my core as a professional. I'm a loan officer. Mm -hmm. And... Then I had this philosophy that, well, everyone needs a loan officer because a loan officer, they get stuff done and they know people, mm -hmm. right? If you know a plumber, call your loan officer. I bet they know a plumber. Sure. You need an accountant. If you need help with a traffic ticket, I bet a loan officer has a client who's also a cop who could maybe help you out, right? Correct. A loan officer can just point you in the right directions. And then also as a loan officer, we get to talk to people about their finances. And when you do so, what you realize is that most people don't know enough about personal finance, just simple budgeting tactics or mm -hmm. investment tips, whether it's 529 college plans or life insurance or uh, 401k versus IRA. And then I started thinking about my own life experiences and things that um, I was curious about, but maybe we just didn't talk about in our household. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that my parents didn't follow a budget. They just didn't talk about the budget they followed. Or it wasn't that they weren't investing into a 401k. We just didn't talk about it. Okay. And then I find in my group of friends and my circle, it's not talked about openly. And I'm like, why? Why would we not talk about this stuff openly? Mm. Or if it is talked about, it's talked about in such geeky terminology mm. and boring delivery, how do we change it? So how do we take everything from the desire to put together content that's fun? Right? It's a way for me to scratch my creative itch, for sure. but talk about things that just weren't taught in high school, but should have been. Mm -hmm. Give the loan officers who I was already coaching or mentoring some content that, that they can source and they can source at will because now it's evergreen, right? Evergreen mm -hmm. means we recorded it and it's now hosted on a platform, whether that platform is iTunes, Spotify, or YouTube. Mm -hmm. And look, not every episode is going to be for a loan officer. And not every episode is going to be for a teacher or a parent. But we're going to do enough episodes. We're going to keep the content to where it's entertaining or entertaining-ish. <laughs> it's insightful. It motivates. It educates. And people just want to tune in. And it's a way for me and really us mm -hmm. to give back. Nice. Right? We're not selling anything on here. Mm -hmm. I, know, I don't hide from the fact that I work at Waterstone Mortgage, but also don't hide from the fact that there's other great mortgage companies out there and other great loan officers who don't work for Waterstone Mortgage. Mm -hmm. We have guests on. And look, if you're going to be a guest, please pimp yourself out. Promote your product and your service. Right. That's the that, that's my way of saying thank you to you for spending your time with us and your knowledge with us. Mm -hmm. But 
I don't want to sell ads. Does that answer your question? Yeah, that's, I that's, mean, that's, that's, that's great. That, that, that is kind of back in January, February when you were onboarding mm-hmm. and I had this idea. Mm-hmm. And here's what I also knew. I don't know how to podcast, but I want to do it. And that's that perfect segue into my okay. next my next question. Um, now that you've launched this, uh, what has been you know your expectations versus reality? Kind of you're coming into this cold. You're like, hey, I want a podcast. We kind of worked together. We kind of figured it out. But uh, kind of going into it now that we're uh, almost seven months, eight months into it, um, what did you think? Kind of entering it, your expectations, and now that we've kind of launched it and we have um, a couple episodes under our belt, what's the reality been like? So I came in with no expectations. Okay, um, and that's. Most things I do in life, I try to calculate it. And I'm a, I'm an optimistic person by nature, but I try to always factor risk into, into my optimism. Mm-hmm. So I knew coming into it, I felt confident. Worst case, if this totally bombs, I will at least achieve two objectives, which if you remember early on when I answered your, your first question, I wanted to create content that mm-hmm. was evergreen mm-hmm. or long lasting that if I got off the phone with a potential home buyer or potential homeowner who wanted to refinance mm-hmm. and whatever topic it was that we were discussing, they wanted more information. I knew I could now click, uh, Hey, you should go check out episode 37 because I did a podcast where we talked about buying an investment property. Mm-hmm. And maybe that client called in inquiring about purchasing their first investment property. Mm. Or if you're one of the loan officers that, we employ, which Waterstone employs almost 300, and the region that I help operate, we employ close to 50, mm-hmm. and we're constantly hiring five to 10 loan originators a year. Some are new to the business, like brand new, and some are seasoned uh, mm-hmm. professionals, but I wanted to have content that, again, I could push them on and say, hey, look, I know on this meeting we mentioned, or on this call we mentioned theme days, mm-hmm. but if you really want to explore what theme days are and how to schedule your week based on theme days, go check out episode two. Yeah. So I knew going into it, that was my worst case. Mm-hmm. Now my best case, like I'm not going to hide from this. How awesome would it be if we had a, an audience of 10,000 or 25,000 or 100,000? Mm-hmm. How awesome would it be if other people invited us into their world to teach them either how to podcast or to maybe talk about some of the subjects that, that we talk about, but live and in person, mm-hmm. right? That would be fun. Mm-hmm. That would be another way of giving back. But um, it, it's, that's kind of like that BHAG, that big, hairy, audacious goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not even a goal. It's just one of those, you never know where it may take you. Mm. I mean, when you read the story about Adidas mm-hmm. or Adidas, mm-hmm. if you're German. Adidas, correct. Yeah, if you're a German. Yeah. Those two brothers who started it, they never dreamt that that the company would have the type of success that it did. I don't think Nike ever mm. dreamt. Now, Amazon did. Amazon dreamt. Jeff Bezos dreamt. He had a mission. Mm. I wouldn't put us, the Loan Officer Podcast, in the Bezos category. Just yet? Yeah, we're in the Adidas. Yeah. We're in the Adidas category. Yes, I would love to see Run DMC rocking our stuff, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, that would be really cool. Yeah. But... Um, or in today's day and age, it wouldn't be a run DMC, but yeah. it would be some um, mumble rapper, but anyway, some mumble rapper, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so maybe they answered your question. I think yeah. your, your other part of it would have been, um, 
like the reality now now that you've launched it i would say even this like so you kind of forged you forge a new path you, you don't know anything you didn't know anything about podcasting um you, you kind of had maybe some experience in radio uh what can you provide for our listeners that you've learned like a takeaway so like hey you've launched this podcast i didn't really know what i was doing but i threw myself into it and now 60 episodes later and x amount of comments and kind of promotions later um what can you pass along to the listeners and viewers that like hey like i did this podcast i didn't know what i was doing but since i did it xyz has happened well, we can talk technically, yeah. right? Where you can talk about how our first uh, audio board sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I don't know what episode it was, like episode 15 or 20, where you can hear a distinct <laughs> difference between, you know, a, a, a $90 yeah, audio yeah, yeah. versus like a $350. Correct. Um, but that's more of an equipment standpoint, mm -hmm. right? You and I learned that... Um, Camera batteries, cameras get hot. Yes, and they can't record uh, forever. Yeah, you can't you can't <laughs> record forever. Uh, so we definitely have some early episodes where it's dark for a reason. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. the camera shut off. It got too hot. Yeah, um, but no, it's like most things that you do in life. Most things, it's a marathon, mm -hmm. right? You read the book Atomic Habits by James Clear, and if someone is working out and expecting the next day to look or feel, let's say, look different, mm -hmm. that's a losing proposition. If you do a show and expect a thousand people to like it or a mm hundred -hmm. people to like it or 10 people to tune in, it doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. You need to gain momentum. You need to stick with it. And you need to, every time you do it, get 1% better. Mm -hmm. right? If we get 1% better every episode, then episode 100, Oh, it's going to be two to three times better than episode one, mm -hmm. but you just got to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, I learned that for this particular episode, uh, not episode, this particular podcast mm -hmm. or this particular genre, LinkedIn. Who would have thought that LinkedIn is a phenomenal vehicle to spread its message? Yeah. We were doing IG. Yep. We we're on Facebook. Yep. But we're getting great traction. I didn't figure out LinkedIn until about 30 days ago. Mm. It was Jim Boggess. When Jim Boggess came yep. in mm -hmm. as a guest that Jim started talking just crazily about LinkedIn. I'm like, eh, I have a LinkedIn account, but yeah. so, you know, I, I learned that a little bit. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, you know, those are some of the, um, I found the benefit of having guests. Mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of benefits. If you're trying to grow your audience, yes. having a guest on, then that guest has um, assets. You call them assets, yeah, right? Yeah. But now the guest is going to be more willing mm -hmm. to promote your show because they are on it. They're yeah. proud of it. You mm -hmm. gave them yeah. maybe some clips that they can share. Sure. I've also learned that way more people tune in than actually like or subscribe. That's that's every that's that's the thing. Everybody wants the sexy. I want likes. I want subscribes. But a lot of people are ghosts on social media. They have an account. They might post things about themselves. But a lot of people aren't engaging. They're looking at your content. They might follow your page, but they might not necessarily like it. And that's important. To I mean, know. more more than a dozen times just in the past ninety days, someone has reached out to me, whether it's via text, whether it's via like today. Yeah, I got a text today, um, and I kind of knew the person tuned in early on, but he basically said I listened to every episode. Yeah, would have never known it because there's no likes, there's no comments, and um, mm. so I think that was part of the you can get dejected. When you put yourself out there and you're expecting some kind of like uh, immediate gratification and you have to pull yourself back a little bit and understand it's a process. It's, this is a marathon. This is not a sprint. Mm -hmm. There will be times in marathons that you sprint and you run faster and times that you slow down. Mm -hmm. But um, I think that was 
definitely something that I've learned going mm. going into um, the Lone Officer podcast and the creation. No, that's awesome. So uh, you mentioned you've got you've had some people kind of reach out to you on various platforms, whether it be texting you, calling you, and passing water cooler conversations. Uh, but up to this point, what would you say is the biggest surprise, pleasant surprise that you've had uh, since you've done the podcast? Ooh, a pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. So it's difficult to surprise me in general. Okay. I mean, I am, um, there's a running joke within my group of friends. I'm the sure why not guy. Okay. You ask me to do something, my answer is going to be sure why not. <laughs> okay. Right, there is very little I'm not willing to try as long as it's safe and no one gets hurt. Mm-hmm. And by safe, I mean safe to you. I don't care that much <laughs> about my own safety. Um, so the, the the surprising, like in a humble way, I'm surprised when strangers reach out. Okay. Right. When when I had a, a, a young lady, this was like two months ago, reach out to me. She was living in not I think she still lives in Virginia, but uh, she lives in Virginia and she had just obtained her NMLS, her national mortgage licensing like number. Mm-hmm. She passed her state exam. She has no experience. Somehow, some way she found uh, our show and she said, thank you. And it was rewarding. It was gratifying. A little bit shocking because that was part of the BHAG. Part of the BHAG is that people who don't know will actually find the content, mm. but then more importantly, like what we're doing, appreciate what we're doing, find it helpful, find it beneficial. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I've had that now happen um, darn near like 10, 15 times yeah. where these are, I mean, there's, I mean, I'm like, there's a young guy in Jacksonville. He just got promoted mm-hmm. from loan officer assistant to loan officer. Mm-hmm. And he reached out to me. There was a professional in Atlanta who reached out and she actually reached out to comment and say, thank you for doing a particular show that we had a guest on. Mm-hmm. And in fact, the, the, the guest was Toby Moyle mm-hmm. and the Toby stayed on and did actually two shows with us. If you remember, and one of the shows I wanted to dig deep, like what, what is it like to cut through the clutter in a male-dominated profession such as mortgage banking, something Toby did very successfully. Mm-hmm. And this professional was younger in her career, female, mm-hmm. and just, her, it was a thank you. It was like, that was what I had to hear. That was what I needed. Mm-hmm. I have no idea who she is. I've never met her before. I don't know what she's going through in life. Mm-hmm. But we, you and I, with Toby's help, produced content mm-hmm. that made one person's week better I'm like, how cool is that? Yeah. Like, how cool is that? Yeah. Um, and my wife actually listens. So it went from like, oh, my, my husband's side project to like, oh, he really cares about it, this to like, oh, wow, he, you're serious. It went from, oh, my God. What <laughs> Face is, palm. What is, yeah, what is he going to do? What is he going to say? say? <laughs> to, I think she genuine, like, genuinely listens. And look, I'm a lot. I'm a lot to handle, and she lives with me and loves me, and she's been with me for going on 25. It'll be 25 years this month that we had our first date. Damn. We've been married for 17 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get that. I don't know if I hang out with someone all the time <laughs> that I want to listen to them. Yeah, yeah. That's... Right? Like my four or five closest friends don't necessarily tune in, some none at all, <laughs> yeah. some sporadically, and some just to give me shit. Yeah. But when my wife is listening and and giving me feedback mm-hmm. and it's positive, some um corrective. Yeah. But I'm like maybe we're doing something right. Mm-hmm. If someone who has to deal with me, yeah. 
24-7, still wants to tune in, I'm like, yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay. Uh, that's good. So my next question for you, um, obviously coming into this, everyone has doubts, whether it be, I don't know if I can do this. Nobody's listening. How do I look on camera? Uh, I, my voice sounds weird. Uh, but now you've kind of made it to this point. Um, what do you have to say about people that might be trying to do a new venture in life, whether it be a podcast, whether it be 75 hard, which you've talked about before, whether it be trying a, a new venture? Um, and they're somewhat skeptical. They're, they're timid. They don't want to get into it. Um, from this experience, what kind of insight can you provide? Just do it. I mean, you know, Nike coined that phrase, but do it. I mean, that's that's how you do anything in life. I mean, I don't I struggle with this one. I struggle mightily because I don't understand certain apprehensions and certain anxieties. What do you mean by that? Like when Like um when I played football, mm -hmm. I was undersized um and I was uh, in football, it's it's a it's a physical sport. Mm -hmm. I was a really hard hitter. Mm. Like I hit the, the other person really hard mm -hmm. and it was because I was scared because when I get scared, I go harder. When I get scared, I go faster. Mm -hmm. So there's certain things I think that I take for granted that I don't know what it's like to be scared and to go slower. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it's like to be scared and, and, and to be passive mm -hmm. because my natural reaction is if I'm scared, I run towards it. Mm -hmm. I'm scared of heights. So what do I, what do I do? I go and jump out of an airplane. You know, it's, it's a little bit of it is, is a thrill. It's a, also, it's a kind of an F you to the fear. Okay. Um, but what I have found in general, if you just do it and you stick to it, even if you fall off, pick yourself back up and keep doing it. And a big realization for me early on in life was figuring out that I'm extraordinary and I'm not extraordinary because I grew up wanting to be extraordinary. I want to be the best. I want to be looked at as the best. Well, I've learned, and some therapies helped with this, mm -hmm. but I've learned that that is a game that you will never, ever be able to win because it'll never be good enough. There will always be someone funnier, better looking, taller, fitter, more athletic, smarter, more driven. It, so that, that, that was a, a bad way to be. But what I have learned is if I can just focus on being the best to me, and if, if I can be okay with not being important, that's where I was going with the extraordinary. Like once I realized I was extraordinary and I was like most people, then I realized I'm not important. Like think about it. I am one of 350 million people that live in just one country. Mm -hmm. hey, I am one of, I would guess, 3.7 billion people that live on planet Earth. Mm -hmm. But that's today. Yeah. Right. There were a hundred people. There was yeah, you know, a lot of two billion people that lived a hundred <laughs> years ago. There's going to yeah. be five billion that, yeah. that, that live a hundred years from now. And it's not all about you. So the minute it's not all about you, you can make it all about you. If that makes any sense. Hmm. Right. Meaning no one's looking at you. No one's pointing fingers. No one's laughing. So just be you. Hmm. And I think that that's what's helped me in general. Hmm. Like wh whether it's this podcast. Yes. I don't like listening to myself. I don't. I've gotten used to it, right? That's something that when you do enough public speaking or presenting, you have to go back and listen. You have to count your ums, your you knows, yeah. all of your various um, pauses, like yeah. I just did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I still don't look like how I sound. Most days I would prefer I looked a little bit better or looked different or less pale or less uh, dry skin or more hair. I mean, like, 
Yeah. It's it's almost like get over it because mm-hmm. no one else is on it. Yeah. Get over your get over yourself because you're not that important mm. so that you can make yourself important. Mm. It's totally contradictory. Mm. But I mean that's those are things I learned and you mentioned 75 hard. 75 hard's really cool because it teaches you the three words yes you can at anything in life. Yes, you can read every night for 75 days. Yes, you can drink a gallon of water for 75 days. Yes, you can work out twice a day. Yes, you can follow a healthy diet. Yes, you can not drink soda, not drink alcohol. It doesn't say anywhere in there that it is 75 fun, 75 easy. It's 75 hard, but the the purpose, and by the way, the purpose is not to lose weight. Can you say that again? Because every time I think- The purpose of 75 hard is not to lose weight. The purpose is to teach yourself, yes, you can in life. Now, most people are overweight. Let's use the F word. They're fat. Okay. I thought I was in shape. I realized the first time I did 75 hard, I was fat. Mm. Why? Because I lost 30 pounds. Mm. I lost 30 pounds. It wasn't a weight loss challenge. I'm on day, what's today, the 10th? Mm-hmm. I'm on day 41 of 75 hard. Mm. I'm really not down any weight. Like maybe if I go on a long run, I can weigh in like super light. Mm-hmm. But I promise you, after I have breakfast, lunch, and dinner, all that quote-unquote weight loss <laughs> yeah. is, is down because I'm not losing weight, not because I'm not doing 75 hard right. I don't have any weight to lose. Hmm. I'm maintaining my weight. And I'll, I will lose some weight. I'll probably end up losing seven or eight pounds, but not 30 or not 40. Mm-hmm. So, but 75 hard and challenges like that just teach you, yes, you can. Mm-hmm. And even when you fall off, get back on. Nice. Uh, one of the things that you talk about a lot, Dio, is uh, swipe and adapt. And obviously one of the mantras of this um, podcast is everything you should have learned in high school, but didn't. Uh, what are some of, or one of, or some of the things that you've learned by doing this podcast that you didn't know or learn um, prior to doing the podcast from all the books and education that you've had? Ooh, that's a tough one. I know. I that is, it. yeah, you're like <laughs> tricking me up. You're supposed to give me softball. I know, I know. That was, that was good. But I, because I, I really want, because this is, people get to know you for this episode. A lot of times you're interviewing other people, you have guests, people, you get to know the other guests, but very uh, few and far between people get to dive into the mind of Dio. So that's why I really want to explore. Like, you don't want to talk about like fancy football or fishing <laughs> or. I, I want people to get to my, know you, to my, let let you know that the stuff you preach isn't, you know, you're not just full of shit. You actually like uh, practice what you preach. Shall I say. Well, no, I do practice what I preach, but a lot of, uh, almost all, you mentioned the term swipe and adapt. Mm-hmm. That's all I do. Like, look, I am above average intelligence, but I'm not like wickedly smart. So I can't come up with these things on my own. What I am is naturally inquisitive. So for the past 20 plus years, I have asked questions of experts or I read articles like crazy. I was never a big book reader until last September. And even now I read 10 pages a night, most nights, like during 75 hard, it's every night, yeah. but come October 15th, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm through my second time of doing the challenge, there's going to be nights that I don't read. So I was never a big reader per se when it comes to books, but I do read articles. Mm. I mean, earlier in my life, it was the newspaper every single day, starting when I was probably 13 years old. Oh, okay. Um, today it's, I read on average seven to 12 industry related articles. Mm. Industry-related could be personal finance, it could be mortgage-related, or it could be real estate-related. But industry-related articles that some I skim, some I open and read a couple of paragraphs, and I realize that's fluff and, and delete it. But I at least open somewhere between 7 to 
15 articles a day and I read it. Then I come on the show and I regurgitate it. I swipe it and adapt it. Mm. What I try to do is put it in words that make sense to me, mm -hmm. understanding that if I truly am ordinary, then if it makes sense to me, it'll make sense to others. Mm. So maybe there's a unique skill I've developed of reading technical writing or boring writing uh, and maybe. put it into a commentary that is a little bit entertaining or it's more of a, of everyday it's more digestible. vernacular. Yeah. yeah. It's more digestible. Okay. Um, but like, if you're talking about like the guests we've had on, whether it was Kyle Scholl or, um, Mike Williams, I learned actually a lot. Listen to Mike Williams. My, Mike Williams was, um, a ex top car sales guy. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and Mike actually taught me, that buying a car is like obtaining a mortgage where there's no such thing as a one size fits all. Mm -hmm. Some people, it makes sense to lease. Some people, it actually makes sense to buy brand new. And some people, it makes sense to buy pre-owned. Mm -hmm. And going into that episode, I was nothing but a pre-owned guy. Dave Ramsey teaches it. I'm going to follow it. You buy a car that's certified pre-owned with 25,000 or less miles on it. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Now, I still at 41 going on 42 years of age, have never owned a new vehicle. But Mike Williams turned me on to the thought that maybe if I sat down and listened, a car professional could show me where that made more sense for me financially. Hmm. So you know, those are like small things that I think I've learned. Yeah. But a lot of what I, of what I preach or teach or coach, it's just because I have had six times six lunches mm -hmm. with financial advisors mm -hmm. where we sit there and I ask them questions. And when I don't understand something, I don't let them keep going. I slow them down and I, I make them drill deeper. When I say six by six, I can think of six financial advisors I'm friends with. Mm -hmm. And we meet mm -hmm. probably once or twice a year mm -hmm. for lunch. We get called up on kids and families, but also we talk shop and talk business. Mm -hmm. And then I take what I've learned from them and I bring it to the show. Mm. So I, I don't know um, how much I've learned from the show. I learned I don't shut up, but I already knew that. I learned that it's very difficult to do a 20 to 25 minute oh episode. Oh my God. Next to impossible. Almost. Our last one. Our, our last one was our, our, our closest 21 minutes. Yeah, but I think we've done only one or two other that was under 25. Correct. So I do know this. If anyone's looking to do a podcast or come on the show, which by the way, we're always looking for guests. We are always looking for guests. Now it is up to, to Coleman and I to... Re to to figure out if, if what you want to talk about is going to be relevant to our audience. Mm -hmm. um, so we don't take just any guests, mm -hmm. but we definitely are looking for guests. Um, where was I going with that? No. Oh, no. When guests come on and they're worried, I'm like, look, it no, is so easy to fill a half yeah. an hour. It is like <laughs> oh, yeah. way too easy. In fact, we had to find ways to cut it down to a half an yeah. hour. But nice. uh, well, I learned that too. Okay. Um, so let, let's round it off with this, Dio. Um, you had a goal. You seem to very goal-driven kind of guy. Uh, we launched the podcast. We're seven months in. Um, what are your goals for the future? Where do you see this kind of next year, three years, five years? Um, and let's just say there's no lid on it. Where would you like to see this um, 10 years from now if, like, the sky's the limit? Joe Rogan. Okay. Why not? Why not? Why can't two kids from Central Florida come together and put together a show that is entertaining enough, insightful enough, and the guests that come on are quality enough that people want to tune in and listen and learn. Mm -hmm. Like not every episode is going to be for everybody, right? We don't, we don't need that nor want that. But if, if we could create content 
that people wanted to tune into. How, how awesome would that be? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not doing it for the Joe Rogan money. You're not doing it for maybe you are. No. Um, and, and, and no, and look, that's a that's um that ain't gonna happen, yeah. right? Like like I gave that answer. That ain't gonna happen. Uh, that was like I once interviewed this kid who came in and he told me how he was gonna be a millionaire in the in the next ten years by making a hundred thousand dollars a year. Okay. And I looked at him. I start running the numbers. And, and he was going to retire. Okay. I'm like, uh, I'm like, what's your cost of living? I go, because if you're making a hundred grand a year, you're probably going to net about six thousand a month after taxes. And if you're, are you going to save the full six thousand dollars a month? Because mm-hmm. if you save six thousand a month at seventy-two thousand dollars a year over ten years, compounded, yeah, you could probably get there. But I'm just curious what your cost of living is. Oh no, I, I don't. There's no cost. Well, okay. Well, look. If he had a call, if he didn't have a cost of living, maybe he could hit his goal. But yeah. what I realized, his cost of living was about four to five grand a month. Whoa! So, best case, if he made a hundred grand a year, he was going to make twenty two hundred. And investing twenty two hundred a month mm. for one hundred and twenty months, at most good rates of return, you're not going to get to a million. Mm. Nor with a million dollars, I don't think someone could retire at age forty and uh, live the type of life they wanted to. Mm-mm. So that to me is an unrealistic, not well thought out goal. Yep. By the way, guys, we talk about stuff like this in the podcast. Uh, I apologize. I went down that rabbit hole and wasted 90 <laughs> seconds of your life. But when I say Rogan, that's obviously a not realistic goal. Mm-hmm. So like, what does it look like? I think right now it looks like, how do we get a thousand subscribers? Mm-hmm. How do we turn a thousand and 10,000? How do we turn 10,000 and 25,000? How do we get it where people are reaching out to us because they realize that we are those guys that got a guy or they got a girl? Mm-hmm. And all we're doing is quarterbacking them, right? If they need a loan officer, guess what? I know 25 to 50 yeah. awesome loan officers. Yeah. You need a realtor? Got one. You need a financial advisor? Got one. You need a home builder? Got one. Yeah. You have legal issues? I mean, you know, it's like I would love that. I would mm. love to be that Clark Howard for this generation, ah. that Dave Ramsey for this generation. But let's throw in a little bit of Jocko. Let's throw in a little bit of Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. And, and let's, let's create content that people want to consume. And, and let's take the momentum that the, the, the guys and gals before us built and let's put our own spin on it. Mm-hmm. Let's put our own flavor on it. Mm-hmm. Right. You and I talk about uh, rap music, mm-hmm. right? We talk about 90s rap, 80s rap versus mumble rap today. And <laughs> yeah. where was that that sweet spot? Like there's always an evolution in everything that's being done. Mm-hmm. I see us two years from now. So September, October, let's just go ahead and throw it out there. Let's okay. go ahead and pick a date. Okay. June 15th of 2022. June 15th, got it. June 15th of 2022 is... Coronavirus is behind us. Yes. We have multiple vaccines. Yes. And the conferences and trade shows are in full swing. Back to normal. Yep. And I see us being a main stay at a large mortgage conference. Like main stay, like main stage. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a, a staple. Like, yeah. like we might not be going on last but we're also not going on first, mm. right? We, we have a booth or maybe we have a dinner or a happy hour 
where people follow us and they just want to come and participate in what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Right. I think, I think that would be kind of where I can see things going. Okay. But at the same time, you know, our audience, not just being mortgage professionals and, and because of that, I haven't quite figured out. And I think we're going to let nature take its course, but how could we get ourselves more involved in the community? Mm. How could we work with people transitioning? Um, it could be from homelessness to, to, to careers mm-hmm. where we're working with people on how to dress for success, how to interview properly. Mm. Uh, how do we become more involved in the universities local to us to where we can mentor some of these uh, uh, future um, business men and women? Mm-hmm. I think that would be something that I would love to see us as a show becoming more involved in. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think it starts with, with growing the audience. But we can't grow the audience if, A, our content sucks, mm. and B, people don't tell other people about it. Mm. So it's on us to make sure the content doesn't suck, but it's on you all watching <laughs> and listening. Please pimp us out. Yeah. Share it. Like it. Comment. Yeah. Subscribe. All right. Nice. Um, so th- these last two things, and we'll, we'll end with this. Um, last, second to last thing. Um, how do you overcome obstacles? Like, there's a lot of people who do podcasts. There's a lot of people who do podcasts in kind of the financial mortgage industry realm. Um, how did you kind of like cut through that and not kind of let that distract you and say, "All right, I'm I'm going to do this anyway." I know there's kind of people talking about what I'm talking about, but how do you let that not distract you and kind of keep the blinders on and stay focused? I don't focus on other people. I can't control other people. Mm. Right, one of the coolest takeaways I had from reading um, the subtle art of not giving an F. Mm was talking about walking into a party with your sole intention to be the funniest, most liked person in the room. Mm. So you're focusing on what other people think, what other people react to. You can't control what other people think, and you can't control what other people react to. Mm. Us doing our show, why should I care about what anyone else is doing? I mean, I don't have enough Fs to give. So the Fs I do have to give, it's it's to you, it's to this show, and it's to the audience that we're trying to build. Mm. So I don't let that distract. Mm. Um, and lack of humbleness here, they're not that good. They're boring. Like, I listened to one of the most recommended podcasts, and I couldn't even make it into work. There wasn't was not enough coffee or Adderall in the day <laughs> to get me through that podcast. Mm-hmm. And it was choppy. And I'm like, that's that's just not who I want to be. It's not who I am, mm-hmm. but it's just not entertaining. Mm. So I try, with your help, to put together stuff that I think you and me find entertaining. Yeah. And if we find it entertaining and we're two ordinary dudes, then maybe other people like us yeah. would find it ordinary. Would, would not find, find it ordinary. ordinary. Yeah. <laughs> they, they would find it entertaining. Yeah. You know, no. so I don't, I don't let the, I can't focus on what others are doing. I can only focus on what I'm doing nice, and what you're doing. And that's, and we, we focus on that. Yeah. That's well said. All right. So I'm going to end it with this. Dio, if, if I had to say, what's one thing that you would like the listeners uh, and the viewers of this podcast to know about you that they might not already know? They know you're a father, you're a husband, you're a mortgage professional, uh, you love uh, outdoor things, you love horses, you love to travel. But what, let's say there's one thing after all these episodes that people don't yet know about you. What would you say it had to be? That my two favorite artists of all time 
could not be more different on the spectrum or pendulum. Okay. If you ever ask me, hey, Dio, you're going to be stuck on an island a la Tom Cruise. No, I'm Tom Cruise. Tom Hanks. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Like, what movie Tom, is that? Tom, it's Tom Hanks and uh, Spalding is his friend, <laughs> yeah. Castaway. Yeah. All right. I'm, on, I'm Tom Hanks on Castaway, <laughs> but except for I actually have a radio. Okay. And I only have two people to listen to. Who are those two people? Too Short and Hank Williams Jr. No way. Yeah. I think that sums me up. Like, I'm, I'm out there. I talk too much. Um, I'm a little bit wild and crazy. I'm working on, on not being as, as, as so. I sometimes can be a lot to handle. I'm extremely caring. Uh, I'm very optimistic. I love to love. I love to invest in people. Now, sometimes people aren't looking to be invested in. That's a, <laughs> that's a, that's a, a, a positive trait and a flaw because I, I may be known to give unsolicited advice, which is crazy because I hate, I hate with a capital H, receiving really unsolicited advice. Go figure. Yet I find myself giving it, so I try to, to not. Okay. I try to ask more questions um, versus answer more answer questions, and I try, but I'm not good at talking less. Mm. Right. I think those are some things, um, and I'm always looking to improve. I really am. I, I'm always looking at what can I do better? What can, how can I become better? Um, and sometimes I need to slow down. Mm. Like sometimes I just need to slow down and enjoy the moment because I find myself getting caught up in what's next. Oh, that was great, but oh, that was fantastic, but let's do this now. Mm. And it's like, well, can't we just, like in business I've learned, and my business partner David Holbrook has done a fantastic job of teaching me this. I would jeopardize the success of the business in certain instances, if it was left up to me, thank God it's not. That's why business partners are great. I would jeopardize the success of the business because I wanted to go do something else because I was getting bored. Mm. But what it was was I wasn't comfortable with being content. Mm. So I'm, I'm someone that some things I'm focusing on is enjoying the moment, being comfortable with being content, while also understanding that you continuously need to strive to become better, mm -hmm. but better doesn't have to look different than what you've been doing. Better can just be 1% better, 2% mm -hmm. better. Um, that's some things about me that you don't know necessarily. No, that's great. I mean, I've jumped out of an airplane. I was on a state championship baseball team in high school, although I was the bullpen catcher. So does it really count? My pants didn't even match the rest of the team. Uh, luckily I was a sophomore, so I was pulled up. <laughs> Um, I'm a youth sports coach retired, right? I was coach Owen for many years. I coached baseball and I coached football. Now I'm just a dad. Um, I like to play baseball still as an adult. Like those are things about me. Love music. If, if I could have, um, a personal DJ walk around and have walk up music play, now, that may be tapping into some of my narcissistic uh, tendencies if yeah. I want to have walk-up music yeah. just to go to the bathroom be or to walk into a restaurant and get out of the elevator. Life goals. Um, I want my funeral to be this crazy, raunchous party, like with DJ and, and alcohol and like just, you know, twerkers. You and, heard it here first. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you know, that, that's me. I don't know. I'm, you know, yeah. I'm a fun guy. What, yeah. what can I say? Hey, it's me. Yo, what do you want from me? Yeah, and, and more importantly, like, I, I really want to see this take off. Okay. 
I really do. I, I want, I want people to like what we're doing because I like doing it and I want to continue doing it. But I told you when you onboarded back in January, we got two years, two years, bro. We got two years to figure this shit out. <laughs> we do. Yeah. If not, you're back to the video game world. Hey, you know what? Hopefully they'll have me. <laughs> but, 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 hey, you know, I think that's all the time we have for today. Um, listen, if you guys need to reach out, if you want to comment on the show, if you want to like the show, please feel free to reach out to Dio. Look at other episodes. He's given you his number, 407-645-6363. I can be found at D-O-N dot at waterstormmortgage.com. Um, you can find me on Facebook, find me on YouTube, find me on Instagram at The Loan Officer Podcast. He's Dio, I'm JC, and we're out. Deuces. Peace.